think it is terribly concerning that there appears to be an increase in mental and emotional health issues in our culture. 2020 certainly hasn't helped that. As a result of the increase, self-medicating for such dysfunctions and disorders has dramatically increased as well. My wife is a critical care nurse. She was recently sharing with me that alcohol-related illnesses, kidney failure, liver failure, for example, have been on the rise. A number of her patients are not only being treated for those kind of illnesses, but they also come in experiencing alcohol withdrawals while they're being treated in the ICU. This is just one of the indicators that people are increasingly being plagued with mental and emotional disorders. We we all see it, we all sense it in this period of time especially. I also have the privilege of serving as a chaplain with a local fire department. I know from my interactions there that we've been dealing with increases in suicide attempts and prescription drug overdoses as well. Again, self-medicating is one of the ways that people will try to deal with their stress and their anxiety and their depression. It isn't a good way to deal with it, but it is a reality. This has been a difficult year. That's not news to anyone. It has been a challenge for my wife and for my four kids, um, for our extended family, for our friends and their families, for the church that I pastor. It's been a challenging time for me as well. All of us throughout the nation and beyond are feeling the weight of 2020. It, it kind of sucks. And at each point that I expected that it would get better, it really hasn't. And now Joe Biden has warned that we're headed into a dark winter. That's very ominous. Thanks for that, Joe. The weight of the previous nine months has been quite a burden. And now the prospect, especially if you consume the endless drone of despair from the corporate news media, which I recommend that you maybe take a break from that and shut it off. But the prospect of a, quote, dark winter is it's almost overwhelming to a lot of people. I, for one, decided to put up my Christmas lights just the other day because I, I felt that I and my family and maybe my neighborhood needed a little bit of joyful flair. Maybe it'll trigger my neighbors to do the same, although I'm actually starting to see more people do that, actually. Who knows? I, I might even keep them up right on through 2021. It is, um, it's actually kind of funny to me that back when we first started the whole social distancing thing, remember 15 days to slow the spread back in March, one of the local radio stations here in San Diego where I live, they started playing Christmas music in March. I guess that was their way of trying to help. Um, I don't think that it really helped much. It was just felt kind of weird, to be honest with you. In my preaching work with Cross Connection Church, where I am the lead senior pastor, I've preached a lot of messages this year, far more than I normally would, but I've preached a lot of messages this year that were focused on dealing with anxiety and shifting or adjusting our focus so that we can, we can have peace and an increase of joy. I think that those messages have been 
necessary and they certainly were important if for no other reason than to remind me to keep my focus in the right place sometimes pastors are preaching to themselves just as much as preaching to anyone else i began reading the first letter of the apostle john this morning and in first john 1 4 john writes and these things we write to you so that your joy may be full fullness of joy. Conceptually, that's a wonderful notion. Do you really know anyone that wouldn't want to have and experience fullness of joy? I really don't think that we know anyone that wouldn't want that. Now, I'm sure that the Apostle John originally got this idea of fullness of joy from Jesus on the night that Jesus was betrayed by one of his own followers, a man named Judas Jesus shared some parting words, his, his final messages, if you will, with his disciples. And one of the things he said to them was, and it's recorded by the same one who wrote First John in the Gospel of John, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So no doubt John was recalling those words when decades later he wrote this first letter. So one of the things I believe we can know is that Jesus desires that you and I would experience fullness of joy. In fact, joy is one of the byproducts of having the Spirit of God dwelling in you by faith. The Apostle Paul refers to the fruit of the Spirit, and he talks about one of them being joy, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, and so forth. Without the use of chemical substances like prescription drugs and alcohol, it is God's desire that you and I would have fullness of joy. It is one of the reasons that I think that the New Testament says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. It's not that drinking is necessarily sin. In fact, in the Old Testament, in the Proverbs, we read, give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are of a bitter heart. So this idea of medicating using substances like alcohol, it's a well-known thing going back 3,000 years. But if that is your general practice, to drink to excess, to wash away your sorrows, that's certainly not the ideal that God would set for you. There is a better way. Be filled with the Spirit. The Spirit of God, of course, not Johnny Walker. So I want to do something a little different today. I want to pray with and for you. Even though this is a recording and I'm not anywhere near you, I think God is big enough to answer such prayers. I want to pray for you that you would experience the presence of the Spirit of God today and that His presence, in His presence, you would experience what Psalm 1611 says, fullness of joy. My prayer for you is that you will have fellowship with God and with the Father, with Jesus the Son, with the Holy Spirit, that you, as a result of having fellowship with God, you would have fullness of joy. So, Father, I do pray for anyone that would watch or listen to this, whether it's right after I post it or it's months from now, I pray, God, that you would surround those people with your presence. If they don't yet know you, that you would draw them into a relationship where they they can know you, the one true God, and that they would know you, Jesus, and that they would experience your presence by your spirit 
and that they would sense in your presence that fullness of joy. With all of the chaos, with all of the challenges that we have been experiencing and going through in this year, in 2020, I pray, God, that you would help anyone who is hearing these words and who is praying this prayer, that you would help them to experience the uplifting of their heart as they set their hearts and their minds upon you. Because your word says that you will keep that person in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because they trust in you. So I pray that you draw people into a place of trusting in you and setting their heart and their focus upon you and experiencing your fullness of joy. For that's what you desire. That's what you would have us to experience. So Lord, make it a reality, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll see you next time. Thank you.